Hi there, and welcome to Conversations with Father Greg. We're back today with an episode for Sunday, June 18th, 2023, in which we take a look at a reading from Matthew's Gospel, beginning in the ninth chapter. Before we get to the homily, let's listen to the Gospel reading for today. Matthew writes, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give also without payment. The Gospel of Christ Dear God, may only your truth be spoken, and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. One day this week, I was fighting my way across the city during morning rush hour. Traffic was bumper to bumper, and I was running a bit late. And that's when it happened. We hit that magical sweet spot. Traffic cleared, and I was able to do the speed limit. To make things even better, the local morning show transitioned into a segment that I found fascinating. As I listened, my mind drifted off, and when I came back to reality, I realized that I had blown past my exit. When I got to the next exit, I quickly learned that road closures and construction would take me even further out of my way. Eventually, I reached my destination, but I was even later than I had anticipated. It was a frustrating reminder about the importance of being attentive and the cost of distraction. It did have the unforeseen advantage of being a good segue into one of the themes found in our scripture reading for today. Our gospel reading opens by painting a picture of Jesus preaching, teaching, and curing the sick. When we read this text, one of the pieces that may stand out are the accounts of Jesus curing every disease and every sickness. This is pretty spectacular stuff. This is the kind of stuff that might have given Jesus a certain amount of notoriety among the people of his day. You can imagine how anyone with any kind of illness would have sought Jesus out in the hope of receiving some kind of relief. We would do well not to confuse a symptom with the main point, however. Whatever healings Jesus performed were done to serve his overarching mission of preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. 
Jesus definitely performed some powerful miracles, but they were not an end in and of themselves. They were always intended to point people back to God. Then we read about Jesus telling his disciples that there is much work to be done, and he commands them to go out and continue the work that he had been doing. In fact, we're told that Jesus gave his disciples the authority to expand the work that he had started. The instructions he gave in the beginning were very particular. He told them that they were only to carry out this work amongst their fellow Israelites. They are not to go to the Samaritans or to the Gentiles, at least not yet. This reflects the idea that Jesus came to proclaim God's kingdom first to the people of Israel, but that mission would later be opened up to the entire world. Later on, towards the end of Matthew's Gospel, we see Jesus telling his disciples that they ought to make disciples of all nations— baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus had commanded them. Jesus tells them that they are to bring the kingdom of God nearer to those that they meet. We're told explicitly that it's a kingdom of good news. At its core, this kingdom is one of physical, spiritual, and of emotional healing and wholeness. While the biblical account includes stories of physical healings, these healings are not the main point. Any miracles that were performed were done to draw attention to God and to bring people closer to God. Today, we are separated from this story by thousands of miles and thousands of years. The Gospels are full of stories about Jesus talking about God and acting in ways that his contemporaries found revolutionary. Jesus' first followers continued in these revolutionary ways, relying on the hospitality of other people along the way. But is there a moral in this story for you and I? In the very least, this story challenges us to be singular in our efforts to draw others into relationship with God. As individuals and as a parish, we need to continually examine how we invite others into relationship with God. This needs to be our prevailing question and the lens through which we see our efforts to connect with the world around us. It can be very easy for us to become sidetracked by our beautiful buildings or our rich traditions. Don't get me wrong, these things are not bad at all, but they are only the symptoms of our primary focus, which remains bringing others into relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We can phrase this challenge another way. In our culture, there are a number of organizations that do many magnificent, benevolent works, but make no religious claims. Consider the Kiwanis, the Rotary Club, or even the Masons, who all do excellent community service, but intentionally do not include the religious piece. I took the liberty of checking out the Rotary Club's website and found their motto, which reads, Rotary is a global network of 1.4 million neighbors, friends, and leaders, and problem solvers who see a world where people unite and take action to create lasting change across the globe, in our community, and in ourselves. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But it's not church. 
It's not why we exist. Many of these organizations look like church on the surface, with highly developed rituals and doing wonderful work in the community. Yet we, as church, are called to be somehow different. As people of faith, we must examine what distinguishes us from any other benevolent, albeit secular, organization. Are there any qualities that separate the church from other organizations that do good work without making faith claims? I would hope that we could say yes. Our gospel text this morning would argue that the difference between the church and any other benevolent secular organization is the desire to invite people into relationship with God. There will always be detours in life. In fact, it's important to know when to pull over and to take a rest, to go on vacation, or to indulge in a much-needed diversion. They can be restorative, rejuvenating, and important to our mental health and well-being. But it's also important to know when to re-engage in the things that give our lives purpose and meaning at the very deepest levels. Over the next few weeks, I would challenge each of us to consider everything that we do as church. How do the things that we do communicate God's love for humanity and also extend an invitation into relationship with God? Using the language of today's Gospel reading, how do our actions bring the Kingdom of God closer to those who we meet? Let's pray. God of love, in your compassion, you reach out to the lost and helpless. Continue this work through us, so that your reign of justice and peace may increase. Through Jesus Christ, the Lord of the harvest. Amen. Amen.